when you live in survival, your mind uses the threat as a context for everything. It uses that threat, it centers that threat, and it uses that threat as a filter for you to know how much you are allowed, how much of yourself you're allowed to come out, how much of yourself you're allowed to move and listen to, how much of yourself you're allowed to center. That threat becomes what guides you in, in a way. It guides your actions, it guides your speech, it guides your thoughts. You're a prisoner to that threat. But that prison feels like the only form of safety there is. Which is why, to me, it's kind of paradoxical when you move away from a survival uh, mindset. Where all your resources, your energy, goes into just putting out fires after fires after fire. And you really don't have enough space or time to really think about, like, who is setting all these fires? And why am I the only one who's putting them out? Um, so we move out of, out of that. Your mind kind of subconsciously is looking for another context to adapt to. Another context to be, to inform it what to do. Another context to to filter reality through. And for a lot of months, um, I lived in a context-less uh, reality that was giving me a lot of anxiety. That was giving me a lot of confusion because I'm like, okay, now that the <clears throat> survival and um, trauma is no longer, centrality is no longer a context for my life, what is my context? So I was looking for another context that I could essentially adapt to. That I could essentially be like, okay, this context, within this context, I can find safety. Not realizing that I'm actually replicating the very patterns of survival. That my very understanding of safety is still contextualized by survival and by threat and I came to this understanding I was was praying so frantically for guidance for something to guide me so that I could know that I'm doing the right thing so that I could know that I'm no longer pursuing um, an illusion so that I could know that whatever I'm doing is actually true to me. And so that whatever I do is not something that would lead me away from me. Is not something that would fragment me. <clears throat> and basically lead me to survival. And gradually it kind of dawned on me. Um, a lot made me realize that the problem is not really being living without definition 
right? Because the space that I live in right now, where I moved into a new space physically, and like my my therapist pointed out, my external ex- externally I've moved, but internally I've not moved yet. So internally I'm still lagging in my previous in a different space and externally I'm in a new space and I kind of have to give myself more time to so that internally I could match where I am right now um so the the problem then is not the fact that I I kind of live in it kind of feels like a dawn you know you don't know what the day is gonna bring it's really kind of dark everything is silent there is no movement maybe you're the only one awake you know it's not the same sense as when it's noon and everyone's moving it's very bright you know so the problem was not the fact that i was living without definition that was actually normal because uh, definition doesn't precede experience definition succeeds experience you experience things first you discover things and in hindsight as you discover as you experience as you experiment as you move into different directions based on like discovering new hues and colors of what feels good what what, what you respond to right where you center um what gives you life as opposed to centering what threatens your life as you do that you start uh noticing that there are certain patterns that are emerging you start noticing that hey you know there there seems to be like a common thread between these things that gravitate towards and that is when you can actually define and be like, hey, I actually like these things. I don't like being this person. These things give me joy. But you can only do that once you've actually experienced and be like, oh, I don't like this. This is like, meh, it's not that, you know, it's not, it's not good or bad. When you've had, um, when you've experimented, that is when the definition comes quite naturally, right? So the issue was not the fact that I was that I didn't have a definition. The issue was that I was, my mind was still um, operating out of the same conditioning, and it was such a burden on me because it was essentially telling my mind, my body, or my being, hurry up experiment so I can start predicting shit. That is the essence of what it was telling me, and it was causing such a dissonance because under that prompt of like hurry up you know start discovering shit so i can predict things under that is you're not safe until i can predict things you're not safe where you are which contradicts what i'm actually feeling it actually contradicts all the work that i've put in it invalidates all the work that I've put in, it invalidates all that I've discovered, it invalidates all the changes and transformations that I've been through. And this dissonance grew louder and louder as I fed into this need for a context, 
this need for definition. And this is what happens when, you know, when you don't realize the things that are influencing you, you fall into traps because you don't, the only thing that you know is the, the context that is, that is given to you, the meaning, which is, oh, context would give me safety, but you don't realize the subtext of that, which is, there's only one form of safety, or if I don't have context, I don't have safety. Or safety is basically a box that I then then um, pr- uh, adapt and force myself into. You don't understand the implications of the things that you're searching. Which is why I was uh, praying a lot for <clears throat> to basically to, to have clarity. Because I knew that if I just saw things that I did not see clearly... That it would set emotions, certain consequences, implications that may affect me in ways that I did not intend. Because I've lived through that. I've seen so many times things that I've pursued, things that I desired, things that I've put my energy in. When it, um, like the reality, then experiencing those things that I've pursued, yeah, actually made me realize like, this is nothing like I actually wanted. So thinking something and actually experiencing that thing are two different things. And so just allowing myself, just knowing that it is normal to feel this way. It is normal to have this uh, survival hangover, <laughs> to have this whiplash, to have this um, jet lag. Because I've been conditioned in a way for for all my life. And now I'm still starting a new, entirely different uh, paradigm. It is normal for things to not be clear. It is normal for things to feel confusing. It is normal for me to be tired. It is normal for me to doubt myself. It is normal for me to feel like, what if I backslide? Right? So it's very important for me to normalize these things so that I don't punish myself for the ways that in which I may cope or the ways that my systems have has developed ways to cope that may not serve me where serve me where I am right now, but may be so conditioned that I just find myself doing those things uh, without thinking right it requires a lot of uh, compassion actually a lot of compassion for understanding um that the way that i'm wired right now the way that um my behavior keeps leaning towards it is not something to punish it is not something to shame it's not something to be angry with it is something to understand that has kept me safe and has kept me balanced long enough for me to 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 um, emerge on the other side. Um, it has kept things from becoming too overwhelming. Twenty four seven. Of course, everything has a price, but the price of 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 healing. The price of no longer having to be in survival means that you have to have compassion 
for other things that you've learned while you're surviving. So that is where I'm learning, and I'm, and I think the parts of me that are still somehow, um, <laughs> you know, in in survival or are still repeating the patterns of survival, even though that I'm not in survival. The only way that they would um, stop repeating those patterns is if I allow them to feel safe. And I allow them to feel safe by having that compassion. I allow them to feel safe by not resisting, by not fighting them, by not trying to change them, by not trying to stress myself by some external uh, timeline or... Uh, allow the pressures and the judgments of others to seep in and to become some sort of like negative motivator uh, to get me started, to get me um, um, moving from where I am right now. The best way that I can signal that the survival's over is to like Sarah Sarah B on on Instagram. She often says, "Show your system, don't tell it." And the best way that I can show my system is to allow myself to be where I am. Um, allow myself to for the for the symptoms and the tendencies and the patterns and the coping mechanisms, the coping mechanisms that uh, arise, allowing them to arise without biting them or directing, you know anger and frustration at them but as actually understanding the context in which they arise which is towards safety trying to find safety even though that expression of safety may not actually provide safety so anyway um that's just something that i that came up for me that was very very important for me to kind of put a pin in um to understand that safety is not limited to a definition, is not limited to certain things, not limited to a mindset. Safety is the knowing that you can just be present with who you are, with what you are, even if that doesn't have any language, even if you don't know where it's going to lead. Safety is actually to be, to feel safe, being with the present moment without any context without any goals um and knowing that it's gonna be okay anyway so yeah thank you for listening